You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. The new Happenlander novel by Joe R. Lansdale is Rusty Puppy. Thank you for joining me, Joe. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. This is the 10th novel with Happen Leonard. Where does this sit in relation to the TV series? Will we eventually see this story on the screen? Is well, that it depends on if the uh, seasons keep coming. You know, we've <laughs> done uh, the very first two, Savage Season, Mucho Mojo. They're used as the base for their um, uh, ideas, and I'm hoping that that will continue on right on down the line. Now, uh, in this book, uh, one of the things I thought found most uh, compelling about this book was the way that it speaks to a contemporary issue without feeling like an issue book. Uh, this comes from, I think, your deep knowledge of East Texas. Yeah, I think, I think what makes these things work for me is trying to find those things that I have absorbed from experience and finding a way to have an outlet. And these books do that, and it also gives me a chance to uh, you know, frame these characters in such a way that they become um, sort of uh, uh, reflections of my universe. You know, one of the things I found most entertaining about this book was the fact that, that Brett, Brett and Chance, perhaps uh, two, two significant others, right. spend a pre- pretty big chunk of this book ill. And yeah. I, that, that felt, yeah. kind of, you know, it felt so comfortable and right, and being so comfortable with your characters like that, is yeah. that's an interesting feeling. To me, they're real, you know, when I'm writing them. And, and uh, I can't tell you how many people that they're real for. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had a moment when Hap was, looked like he might not make it, and I started getting some pretty nasty emails. And and among them, one was says, did you read Misery? I'm your greatest fan. <laughs> <laughs> my, most of them were just concerned. I, I think they thought, oh, my God, you're, you're wrapping up the series. No. And, and, but, uh, you know, you've you got to keep yourself interested. And, you, and one way that I do that, too, is, and, and it's a way, the cold, the whole idea with the cold, it's a way of grounding things that are sometimes, uh, you know, have that, that hyperbole, is grounding them in reality. Because if you have strong characters, you know, realistic dialogue, people and certain events that are common, then people will allow themselves to believe the more outrageous aspects because that centers it. People have colds, you know, and they go, yeah, I I get that. Poor Brett, poor Chance. Now, you've written a lot of work that deals explicitly with the fantastic. You have uh, a superhero sea lion. This is... (laughs) That goes pretty much... Ned the Seal. Ned the Seal goes, I think, to the edge of the fantastic that pretty much any humans can even write about. Right, right. No, that's true. Now, on the other hand, we have the Happen Letter, which are firmly grounded in reality, yet they're so extreme, they seem kind of wild and almost have a supernatural feel. But I get the feeling you will never put... No. Elements of the supernatural in no. those books. You may, you know, there's times when somebody else might think that's it. Or, or, but I, I'm more interested in giving it that feel that maybe behind this, if you scratch deep enough, there was Lovecraft. <laughs> but you never scratch that far. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, there are reality. And I, I, people will say, why don't you cross it with, uh, you know, this other universe? No, that, that wouldn't work. Happen Leonard would not work in a, in a fantastic supernatural universe. But there is a feeling, perhaps from my love of horror fiction and fantasy, fiction there's a feeling of slight otherworldliness just at the edge of the stories 
I think, anyway. I, I agree, but I do like the fact that they seem, feel so real. And right. one of the things that makes this seem so real when we read it is the amazing dialogue. Do you, like, walk around with a, <laughs> uh, with a digital recorder? No, you know, but I, I have a, a writer's ear, and, and I think there are— some writers are actually very conscious they're doing it. I'm not, but I listen to how people talk. I listen to the rhythms of how they talk, and I listen to how people express themselves or certain lines or certain uh, uh, little idiosyncrasies, you know, things like that. And I pick up on them subconsciously, and when I sit down, they come out. And uh, then I extrapolate that language and find ways to express something somewhat differently than I heard it, but yet keeps that echo of the reality, but maybe has a little bit more of a... Uh, an impact in that particular story. And Hap and Leonard, when I write about them, they naturally just fall into this rhythm because I've known them so long. So they, they, they talk to each other in a way that seems real to me. I believe in these guys, you know. And, and sort of the way I talked to friends of mine when I was growing up and the way we talked when we worked in the fields. And, and, and sometimes we were crass and juvenile and knew it, you know, and didn't care. But we also, uh, you know, sometimes would have like really serious discussions amidst all this. And I, I try to capture that sort of free-flowing element that was so much a part of, you know, those of us who were in the blue-collar world and yet some of us who were reaching out beyond the limitations of us, or at least attempting to. These books are so much fun. I've been speaking with Joe R. Lansdale. His new book is Rusty Puppy. Thank you for joining me, Joe. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.